When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today we've got an entitled parent story of some entitled parents deciding to move in. We'll get into that in a bit, but first... How to tell my mother to stop putting work onto me? Hi everyone, to start off, my mother, female 52, and I, 20 year old female, have been through a lot together with the separation of my father. He was a narcissist and generally emotionally unstable and we were his mode of taking his anger out. Generally not a fun person to be around. A couple of months ago they divorced and with my father being the breadwinner of the house, my mother thought we would have to leave to move into a cheaper house but was still able to swing the bills with a job she has that makes three times less the amount of money my father has. Money is generally low, but she still makes it work. As the eldest daughter, I feel obligated to step up, and I have since my brother was born. I graduated high school a year early, got accepted straight into a university, and I'm almost done with finishing my pre-nursing requisites. I work full-time and I have a decent car that I pay a loan for. What I'm trying to say is that I feel like I have a lot on my plate. I still live at home and I've been trying to move out because since the divorce, my mom has gotten back into dating and she's met a guy. This week alone, she's been at his house for five days and I've been with my siblings taking care of them. She does this to me a lot and I expressed to her over Memorial Day weekend that I didn't want to keep doing this because I feel like a lot of my own time is spent with them. I feel guilty for my dad's emotional absence and I feel obligated to step up. It's honestly taken a toll on me mentally and I'm just exhausted. I've always felt this way and now I'm coming to be more aware of it. I feel like my mother is so wound up in her relationship, she just pushes the slack she doesn't put forth onto me and it doesn't feel fair at all. When I told her I felt like she's asking too much of me, she immediately downplayed it and just totally dismissed my feelings, then said that she needs time to unravel too. I understand where she's coming from and can sympathize because their entire marriage, it was not a good one, was my entire life. I witnessed everything unwillingly. How do I go about this? I'm at a loss. While they obviously need to unravel too, they can't just push off their responsibilities onto their eldest kid and just expect them to bear the burden of turning their life into being a babysitter while they try to figure out their new life. It just doesn't work like that. You can't just ignore your responsibilities. Opie hinted that they're working towards it, and I would agree that the best thing for them is just to kind of get out of that situation, right? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, My monster-in-law gets mad because we visited my parents for 30 minutes. I'm a 23-year-old female, and my fiancé, 22-year-old male, are due to be married by the end of 2023. We've been together for four years. There have been many occasions where my mother-in-law has chosen not to include me or go against what I have to say. She has bipolar and fiancé doesn't like his mom. He's the third oldest out of four boys. But besides the changing plans last minute for holidays, even though my parents communicated to her what their plans were weeks in advance, this incident makes me so angry. 
My fiance and I went to my parents' house for breakfast on a Sunday because it had been a few months since me and my fiance got to visit. We stayed for maybe 30 to 45 minutes at my parents' house and I had to get to work. My work let me go home early, so I went home to my fiance and he said, want to go out to dinner? I said, absolutely. We got in the car and as we were driving, we got a call from brother-in-law. Where are you guys? Are you coming to dinner? My fiance said, um, OP and I are heading to dinner now. Did you have something planned? My brother-in-law said, well, yeah, family dinner is always on Sunday. Mom's not going to be happy. My fiance then said, you guys always have family dinners on Sunday when OP has to work. We keep asking if we can do them on Friday so she can be included, but mom's not budging. OP and I are going to dinner because she got off work early. If mom has a problem, she can call me. And he hung up. Not even five seconds later, my mother-in-law calls him and screams, What, so her family gets to see you and I don't? Do you know how that makes me feel? My fiancé says, Mom, we went to breakfast for 30 minutes. I haven't seen them in over a month. I see you at least three times a week. Don't yell at me or get mad because I'm spending time with OP's family. It wasn't a big deal. Because you're acting this way, I'm not coming over for a while. If you can't respect OP and I, then you need to reevaluate yourself. It was silent for a minute, and then she said in a pissed off, sassy voice, So I guess you're not coming to dinner then. Fine. And she hung up. My fiancé looked over at me and he said, See, this is what I mean. She's a runt. I said I wish she liked me. My fiancé pulled into the restaurant and said, I know you do, but I want you to know that no matter what she says to you, it doesn't matter. I love you. Don't listen to runt. He only calls his mom this, no one else. God, I love that man. You definitely hear a lot of stories about entitled mother-in-laws in situations like this, but a lot of times it's on like, am I the jerk? And a lot of times you hear about pretty much like mommy's boys being protective of this overbearing, evil-seeming mother-in-law. So it's just nice to hear that in this story, he's very supportive of OP and really understands where everything lies. Our next story is, Entitled Grandma Gets a Dog Ran Over and Fakes a Medical Emergency. My grandma on my dad's side is a nightmare. She's a raging narcissist and in her point of view can do no wrong. She has four kids, obviously not their real names, my dad Owen, my aunt Gwen, and my uncles Cody and Duncan. Before this, Gwen and Cody were no contact. My dad barely tolerated her, but only out of, she is my mom and I need to be a son, and Duncan is the golden child who's very unaware. All of the spouses of her kids are no contact as well. None of us grandkids talk to her either. Me, male 22. Okay, here's what happened. My grandma is moving into a home, and she and my dad were going through the lease. She came over this morning and does what she usually does, knock, but then peek through the window and tried turning the knob. My dad was mad that she would just open the door, not just because she was unannounced and invasive, but also because she showed up to my aunt Gwen's house a year ago and casually opened the door like she owned the place and didn't care that their dog got out and got ran over. The dog is fine, but the vet bill is $11,000. And grandma didn't care and went quiet with no apology. Gwen went no contact with grandma. My dad was pissed that she did it again. That quickly escalated into a shouting match and she began to hyperventilate and my dad thought she was going to die right then and there. He said he was going to call an ambulance and she stopped and said, why? At this time I was in the basement, as usual, and suddenly heard the shouting. 
I'm too scared to go up, but I waited until it went quiet to go to the second floor, where now my parents were, and I wanted to check on my dad to see if he was okay. That's when I noticed the cops and paramedics and was like, what the heck? Then I got upstairs and thankfully my dad was okay, and they eventually explained to me what was going on. While that happened and an ambulance was on the way, it turns out she called the cops on my dad. No one could figure out why she did besides the fact that she wasn't getting her way and she thinks not getting what she wants is senior citizen abuse. The cops and paramedics came and she shouted at them to arrest my dad and the cops said they couldn't do anything. Thankfully, because he really didn't do anything anyway. She proceeded to scream that she wished she never had my dad. The cops and paramedics de-escalated the issue. My dad, besides having high anxiety, had his composure and he called my Aunt Gwen to help. She gets here just as the cops and paramedics were leaving and the first thing my grandma says is, what is she doing here? With the most disgusted look, then said that she would call the cops again just as they were right outside. Gwen said calmly back, they're right outside, why don't we go out and chat with them? More bickering, my mom and I were watching from a window which was opened because we wanted to hear my dad and Aunt Gwen sat on the porch. The cops leave because there really wasn't much they could do for either side. My grandma then starts yelling at them and saying that she was better off dead and dramatically waltzed to her car. Her being unstable, we thought she was going to ram her car into Gwen's car or our house. My dad reacted fast and moved my aunt's car and luckily my grandma just drove off. My dad thankfully decided to go no contact finally. Also, thankfully Gwen was here because she helped act as more evidence of how much of a liar my grandma is. It's funny, she proceeded to first push away all of her kids' spouses. My mom was the last one to have had had enough of her BS, and as of now, three-fourths of her kids are no contact, including my dad. The only child talking to her is my uncle Duncan, who was basically her golden child and the only one who doesn't live in the same state as her. That's all I really know. My dad's okay, he's not upset, because she was so toxic, and in no legal trouble, thankfully. Well, I'm just glad that when the authorities did get called, they didn't react brashly or without understanding what the real situation here was. Although to be fair, I imagine most cops that get dragged into this petty family domestic argument, they probably realize there's just a lot of weird bickering going on. Nobody wants to be around for that. Call us again if there's something that actually needs to be worth showing up for. I'm honestly surprised, if anything, that the grandma didn't get in trouble for calling the cops and paramedics. But maybe because there was a bunch of bickering going on, everybody was like, it's just not worth it to even try to delay this. Let's just get out of here. Our next story is, why does my abusive mother feel entitled to my life? Since 2019, my mom, 60-year-old female, and I, 30-year-old female, have been estranged. And by that I mean I called the cops on her, cut her off cold turkey, and never looked back. Anyway, she recently managed to contact me through a work crew member whom she'd hired for some construction work. They chatted and she realized he knew me. Despite my clear request for her to leave me alone, she continues to reach out. I understand that there's a part of my mom that genuinely wants to be a good parent and regrets our strained relationship. However, I've come to the realization that she cannot fulfill that role for me. She blames me for the breakdown of her marriage, disregarding her own extramarital affair that I was a result of. While I found some catharsis in recognizing this truth, I'm also aware that she will never acknowledge the abuse I endured by her, her addict acquaintances, or her criminal husbands. 
It's important for me to live in reality and not hold on to the illusion that she can switch into being a caring mother full time instead of an emotional roller coaster that's caring for short bursts and cruel for most of the time. I acknowledge that my mom struggles with mental health and I genuinely don't wish any harm upon her. I want her to find the help she needs and overcome her challenges. However, I've worked hard to build a positive life for myself and I fear that her presence could disrupt the progress I've made. While I am hoping to become a better person, I snapped a bit yesterday before blocking her in frustration. I messaged her some pretty mean stuff because I don't understand why she wants to be in my life. It's not good for me. It doesn't really do anything for her. I know it was wrong of me to throw her past in her face because she can't fix it and it will never actually sink in with her. I just don't understand why she thinks she deserves to be in my life. Why she feels that I should open my doors to her and allow her to belittle and degrade me. Like, why as a birthing unit is she entitled to do that? I don't understand how it seems normal for her to try and trick me into talking to her. How these surprise encounters are supposed to work. She knows I don't like her, nor do I want to be around her. I'm unsure what the concept is when she randomly meets people I used to know as a kid and thinks that if she gets enough of my acquaintances aware of the fact that I cut her off, that it will embarrass me to take her back? Yeah, it's a weird situation where they're trying to shame you with old acquaintances when those old acquaintances hopefully would imagine they don't have the full understanding of what's even going on and like implying that it would even bother you when you know the truth how everything is and where everything lies. Like, is somebody from all those years ago that you probably don't hang out with much thinking, oh, that's sad that they're separated and they're not talking to each other, going to affect you in any way? This next story is, Entitled Mother Kicks Me Out For Fighting With My Brother. It hasn't even been a month since I, 17-year-old female, got kicked out of my mother's house. This happened on May 24th. The story really starts on the 23rd, My mom has a house that was built in the 1940s, and my room originally was an attic, but the previous owners transformed it into a bedroom. So naturally as heat rises, my room gets the hottest in the summer, and it's almost unbearable to sleep up there, even with a box fan on the highest setting. My mom had offered me to sleep downstairs. I could've and would've done this on my own, but she offered for me to use the air mattress, and so I took the offer. I started to lay the air mattress out and out pops my vape from my bra. This was a whole situation within itself. I give it to her, she doesn't yell, doesn't take anything yet. Fast forward to the next morning, I have to go pick up my brother from his friend's house as he stayed the night. And as a 13 year old boy does, he forgot his phone. And I find this out after I got back. Mom asks me to go take him back to his friend's house to get it. Big shocker, they aren't there anymore. I start driving back home and my brother gets a really big attitude and starts telling me to shut up and no one loves me. I reach over really fast and smack him in the face. I know I should have handled that differently, but I didn't. He accused me of breaking his nose. There was no blood. I hit him with one of my nails as I still had my prom nails on. We got home and he went and told my mom. I was texting my dad asking him if I could stay with him for the summer, which he said yes. My mom starts yelling at me to get my crap picked up from the living room. I yell and say I'm working on it. We go back and forth yelling at each other, and she yells at me and tells me to give her my phone. Now, this phone costs $700 with service every month, which costs $15. My dad bought my phone, and she pays the service. She had no right to take it, as she didn't buy it. 
and her rule is once I buy my own phone, which I bought it off my dad so I technically bought it myself, she wouldn't take it anymore. She comes up my stairs, I'm a crying mess already, she fights me for my phone with me underneath her, I drop it on the other side of my bed, she goes to grab it and I grab her hair to get her off of me since I couldn't breathe, since I was crying and it was hot in my room. She goes downstairs, takes my keys and phone charger and brings them to her room. I needed her to let me call dad so he could come get me. She refused. Two perfectly fine working phones to use and she refused. I ran out of the house, no shoes, and started to run to my dad's old job to Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ask one of his old work friends if he could call my dad. It was hot, I was crying, I couldn't breathe. I turned around and went back home feeling somewhat defeated. I make it back into the house, go upstairs and told my mom to let me call my dad. She told me if I wanted to call my dad so bad then I can walk to my stepmom's and use her phone. Now I did this. She lives a mile away from my house across a busy road. Now the walk wouldn't have been that bad if I wasn't in hysterics and carrying a suitcase and two book bags full of clothes and stuff I'd need for my dad's. I get there. Another shocker, she's not there. I use the office lady's phone to call my dad. He comes and gets me. My mom tells him a twisted version of what happened. I have a work orientation that night and need stuff for my car, i.e. my license, bank info, and my social security card. I get them. Still no phone or car yet. I'm upset and nervous for my orientation. I get there and go through the whole process. Two days later, I go to get more stuff and my mom asks me why I'm taking so much stuff with me, as if she didn't tell me to pack my crap and get out of her house. She tells my brother she's thinking about selling my car, to which I freak out. I paid 8000 for her, and my name is on the title first. She can't sell it without my permission and agreement, and since her name is also on the title, I can't sell it without her permission either. She never had my consent to sell it. I get my phone back that night. Coolio. She holds my car hostage and tells my dad I have to talk to a professional about my mental health and get diagnosed with something before she gives it back. I agree and have wanted to talk to someone because, I'm not going to lie, I scare myself when I have an episode. She gives it back the following Monday as if she didn't do anything wrong except punish me. I get taking my phone and car away but telling me to pack my stuff and get out and not giving me the resources to be able to call someone to give me a ride is what ticked me off even more. I also failed to mention she pushed me on my bed and after she got my phone proceeded to hit me with my hairbrush and threatened to call the cops on me because she felt unsafe. 
I'm just glad to be out of her house, since it's not the first time she's done this. Threatened to kick me out and call the cops on me. Honestly, I'm glad OP's dad was willing to take them in and hopefully they understand just what is going on here. I just feel worried for their brother. If OP manages to get out of there, the little brother's the only one left in direct line of sight of that entitled mother. This next story is, ex-brother-in-law is mad about Father's Day. I have two wonderful nephews who are too young to earn their own money, so I take them shopping prior to Mother's Day and Father's Day so they can buy their parents something for the special day. A couple of years back, my sister divorced her husband for a multitude of reasons that I won't go into here. This past Mother's Day, I did my tradition and went shopping with the kids. When my now ex-brother-in-law sent me a suggestion for Father's Day, what he would like, I let him know I'm not shopping for him this year, since he was the one who left my sister to raise the kids. He only sees them for holidays. Understandably, he feels that the kids should still celebrate Father's Day, and that's okay, but I'm not going to spend my money on him. I told him he should take his kids shopping for Father's Day instead, but it would be his own money for his own gift. Am I entitled? Maybe. Am I petty? You better believe it. Leave your kids and your wife and still expect to be praised on Father's Day? He's the crazy one. Yeah, listen, if you essentially abandon your kids, you don't get to decide whether or not you still get to celebrate Father's Day with them. It's pretty crazy. Our next story is Entitled Mother Withholding Inheritance. Further explanation. If you don't remember me, my last post was butthurt because I don't like being scared. It seems as though the most important part was left with not much explanation. My mother is currently withholding my inheritance from a recently deceased family member. She's not in charge of the will. She's done this before with my savings when she was kicking me out. I had a savings account in my name, in her account, as this account was made when I was a child. Since then, all the money put in that account has been for the purpose of my usage. My mother and I had verbally agreed with the bank that when I'm 18, I can claim it as mine and receive a card for it. I turned 18, and my birthday's near Christmas, so the banks were closed. Four days before the banks opened again, my mother moved everything to a new account, because the interest is better. So when I asked about our agreement and whether or not it applied to this account, she didn't remember, and thinks I'm financially irresponsible. One month later, my mom gives me five days to move out. She says that if I do not find a house, She won't give me my savings and I'll waste away in a motel and then be homeless. I don't know when is a good time to remind you I'm autistic, but I feel like now might work. There's not a lot of things I can comprehend, like the fact that I still have codependency with her and why she would do this. It really hurts and further pushes a narrative I'm beginning to believe is that she doesn't love me. I found a place, despite the short time limit, and she gave me a couple more weeks and gave back my savings minus $600, because I couldn't afford to pay her rent the last few weeks. The town I live in has a rental housing crisis, so I had to move out of town, and I cannot drive, so this was a very challenging step. The inheritance? She recently let me know about an inheritance from a family member who passed away. She told me she had put it into a shares account, which I had completely forgotten about, on a platform where you can make kids' accounts under adult accounts, created when I was 17. I asked her whether or not I can withdraw this as I'm 18. She said no because same old, not financially responsible. I told her I would use it to buy a computer. She asked how it could increase income and I told her about the ways I can and that I need one for my small business. 
I called it company in the last post, probably poor choice of words, so that I can do a lot more admin as I'm struggling to afford paying someone to do it for me. Hopefully by the end of this year, it can pay for itself. She said again that it didn't matter and I needed to prove to her I'm financially responsible. I'm unsure of how to do this as I don't live with her and it's my money? Money intended for my use. I'll speak to a lawyer about this. I've also submitted a question to the shares platform about what they can do in this situation. I mean, if it comes down to it, OP doesn't seem to have a lot of like legal papers or documents that really helps prove this chain of custody where this inheritance came from. But at some level, it might require getting legal stuff involved. I just wish OP the best because they deserve to have all of the assets that, you know, belong to them. I'm glad that they even gave OP back their account sans $600 in the first place. Our next story is, I'm 21-year-old male, devastated in my relationship with my biological mother, 60-year-old female. We used to have a great son-daughter relationship when I was a child. That is, whenever she wasn't drunk, she was slash is an alcoholic. However, things only got worse with time. Long story short, we've had an extremely bumpy relationship ever since I was a teenager. She, I feel, is angry all the time and throws those emotions at me as a coping mechanism. But today was, I feel, the straw that broke the camel's back. Lately, I've just tried to have a very small surface-level conversation with her since she's been angry whenever we speak. I consciously and unconsciously try to spend as little time as possible with her because whenever we try to speak, there's always a problem. Today, she arrived angry, as per usual, and sat just next to me while I was reading. She complained about what she could think of. At that point, I've had it. I told her something along the lines of, why are you angry all the time? And she blamed me. How I treat her, how I speak to her, what I do. Mind you, all of that while she was screaming and acting very aggressive. I decided to just go back to my book. She again got angry and went to her room. I waited for things to settle down and then I went to talk to her. I told her very calmly, not in a Dumbledore way calm, like really calmly, if there was anything she would like to tell me. She said that I have to think about how I treat her, speak to her, what I do. I told myself, okay, let's go with the flow. I asked her specifically, how do I treat her badly? How do I speak to her rudely? And she just said, if you don't realize that, we're doomed. I repeated the question many, many times, and she just said the same thing. At that point, I realized that no matter what I said, I was in the wrong in her eyes, and that speaking to her wouldn't accomplish anything. I started crying and left the room. She then went where I was and started saying the same, you need to analyze how you treat me. While I was there sobbing, she also said the typical, after all I've done. I don't know what to do. A part of me feels that things can go for the better, but another part of me is going through the grief of realizing I will never have the mother I wish for, and the latter is winning. After all this speech, what do you think about this situation? You can definitely tell OP's pretty torn up about this and I definitely feel for them. I mean, maybe you can suggest some kind of therapy? I don't know if they would be open to such a thing, but if she's not willing to communicate and, you know, actually work on things with you, then it is doomed. It can't be a one-person effort here. It can't be all on OP's shoulders to recognize what the issue is. A relationship is a two-way street. Maybe OP can try communicating that to her as well, but if the mom is just in shutdown and insists that OP has to do all the work, then it's definitely not going to get fixed.
This next story is entitled parents get kicked out of their apartment and move in with us. So most of this actually happened last year. My uncle Kyle, 26, had a baby. His girlfriend Jessica, 26, moved in with him and became closer with our family. They are the entitled parents of this story. For context, my mother is the oldest of six and Kyle is the second youngest. Most of the family lives in a different state besides us and Kyle. We watch their baby every weekend for them, especially after Jessica became pregnant with baby number two. They got pregnant again literally three weeks after giving birth to the first baby. A couple weeks before Jessica's due date, they tell us that they're moving to a small Midwest state, which is far away. My mom is devastated because she'd fallen in love with baby number one and was excited for baby number two. When we asked them who would help them with the babies, Kyle said, No one helps us here anyways, so it won't be any different. This felt like a slap in the face for my mom, who not only watched the baby every weekend, but spent hundreds of dollars on baby things. So they pack up and move away. Jessica's dad bought them a small house to live in out there, and for a few weeks, everything was fine. Then they started complaining about the house. The house was a fixer-upper. Jessica's dad couldn't afford to buy them a nice house in addition to his own stuff. Kyle and Jessica sold the house and moved into an apartment. Jessica's dad was upset and asked for the money, since it was technically his house, and they said no. This caused basically Jessica's entire family to cut them off. Jessica was a stay-at-home mom and Kyle was working. Then Kyle quit his job to help with the babies. I don't know what else they expected when they ran out of money and got evicted. Kyle asked my mom for money, which she sent. The next month, he asked for more money. That's when we figured out he was planning on asking my mom to pay their rent every month. My mom said no, but they were able to get a couple hundred more out of her by saying, think of our kids. Eventually, they were kicked out of their apartment. They had no money and no house. Jessica's family wouldn't talk to them. Kyle's parents had no money. His other siblings were pissed at him. He also asked them for money. Something about my mom is that she's the kindest person in the world. You could literally burn her house down and she would still help you when you needed it. We also have a decently large house. For a four-person family, dad, mom, me, and littler brother, we have plenty of space. So to all of our disappointment, my mom let Kyle and Jessica move into our house with their two babies. At this point, the babies are 18 and 6 months old. My room is the biggest, excluding masters, so I moved out into the guest room. Kyle and Jessica had seven dogs and seven cats that they wanted to move into our house. Since me and my dad are allergic to cats, we told them no cats. We told them they could keep one dog. Naturally, they crap-talked my mom to their whole family, who immediately told us they were saying that my mom was cruel and didn't understand how pets were a part of their family. My mom paid upwards of $2,000 on their move back, with the agreement that they would pay her back one day, unlikely. When they finally moved in, we were on vacation. My grandpa flew down to help them move in. My grandpa found seven cats in our garage. Turns out they thought they'd be able to hide them in there the entire time they lived with us. I don't even know how they thought it would work out. So many things happened that won't fit into this post, but imagine the world's worst roommates and that's them. They were terrible. We all celebrated the day they finally moved out. So like, I completely understand pets being a part of the family, but you cannot say, hey, uh, we're gonna move in and we need to bring 14 animals with us. I mean, like three or four is already a stretch. Seven dogs, that's a lot. 
at my highest in my life, I think I had three dogs at one time, and that was plenty. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.